Il ne faut pas, madame, que vous passiez sans me voir. Non, ce n'est pas un drame que je jouerai ce soir. Je n'ai que quelques mots à dire. Je vais les dire sans retard. Mais avant, je veux un sourire. Très bien, vous allez tout savoir. J'ai connu vous de folles caresses, des moments très doux, tout plein de tendresse. J'ai connu de vous votre corps blanc, vos yeux de petits loups, vos jolies dents. J'ai connu de vous toutes les extases, tous les rendez-vous et toutes les phrases. Vous voyez, madame, que l'on n'oublie pas tout. Je pense encore à vous Je me souviens de la boutique Où l'on s'est rencontré un soir Et je revois la nuit magique Où notre corps battait Battait rempli d'espoir Quand on a connu Les mêmes Et quand ne s'aime plus Il y a la tendresse Vous voyez Madame, l'on n'oublie pas tout Moi je pense encore à vous Pour un oui, un non, vous sortiez du balcon, tranquille, je vous laissais tomber tout reste je sais, hey, j'ai connu de vous, les sociétés qui volent, les soirs de corps, quand vous étiez folle, vous voyez, madame, que l'on n'oublie pas tout, moi je pense encore à vous. Je me souviens de la cuisine, où très gentiment, le prof avec la naphtaline, le sucre, la moutarde, le lait et le chicoret. Et quand on a connu le même zéroesque, et qu'on ne s'aime plus, il y a la tendresse. Vous voyez, madame, que l'on n'oublie pas tout. Moi, je pense encore à vous. Moi, je pense encore. Moi, je pense encore. Moi, je pense encore à vous. You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Boulet. Um, he's mostly known in the English-speaking comics world for his uh, blog, Boulecore. Um, as well as Dungeon, the Zenith, uh, volumes, uh, volume three. Um, but in France, I guess there's a, a lot more, um, that we haven't seen over here in English, like, uh, Ragnarok, Notes, and some other titles I'm probably forgetting. Oh, uh, yeah, a few of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did a few, um, Series for young uh, youngest uh, readers, 
like, Rag uh, like Ragnarok and uh, in French uh, la rubrique scientifique, the scientific uh, column oh, okay. and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, the, the theory you were, you were referring to, not, is actually the, the book version of the blog. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Are there any plans to do an English edition of it, or...? Sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> Are you going to publish, or is someone going to publish, English uh, version of No? Um, I didn't have any proposition yet. Uh, I just finished a, um, a graphic novel with a friend, Penelope Bagieux, and uh, we have some translation proposition in Italian, uh, Spanish, so maybe in English soon, I don't know. Okay. But for the blog, for No, the translation translation is uh, only handed by me uh, which explains there are a lot of mistakes and uh, typos but I hope it's getting better <laughs> I, I I think they're fantastic um, oh thank you <laughs> I I kind of like the uh, the the the, the typos. French touch <laughs> well it's it's um I, I like because you can tell that it's you doing the translation in a way, it, it kind of makes it more um, personal. Yeah, my, it's totally genuine, you, you know, authentic uh, French mistakes. <laughs> there we go. I, I agree. I like it. Um, one of the things I was wondering about, because I haven't really interviewed um, very many French cartoonists, let alone... Um, French cartoonists that you may be like your contemporaries or kind of similar age so I want to know a little bit about like how you got into comics um, I know how North American kids got into comics quite well but I don't really uh, know much about the French experience for a young man or woman uh for go f uh, to make a living from the from the comics, you mean? Um, not even quite oh, to that point. Just reading them, like what was exciting you, uh, when you were young. Oh, okay. Um, you know, in France, we have a, a very specific and um, and long uh, tradition of comic books, mm -hmm. uh, the Franco-Belge bande dessinée in French. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have uh, all the old uh, authors like uh, Hergé, Franquin, uh, comics like uh, Tintin and uh, Asterix, which are very famous. So when I was a kid, we mainly read that. We, we, we used to read a lot of uh, Franco-Belge comics. And, uh, and I don't know, it's, it's a way to, to make comics that is very specific to French. France. Mm -hmm. uh, in France, comic books are like, uh, uh, how I could, could I put that, uh, luxury books, you know, uh, something, uh, it's a book you put in, um, in, uh, in the library, it's um, hardcover and uh, very well printed and you, we, we have, a, it's like an art book, you know, it's something uh, quite expensive, quite a beautiful object and we we didn't know uh, a lot about uh, like Japanese or American tradition of the comics you know the the, the um, 
how can I? Uh, sorry from my from my English, but um, anyway, like, I, I'm trying like to get issues. to the point. <laughs> so uh, so I read a lot of comics when I was a kid, and uh, and then I decided to go uh, and try to make my own. And uh, I totally lost my the point of of this sentence. Is I'm sorry for that. About that. <laughs> well, you're saying um, kind of you you were gonna go and make comics. So, how old were you when you started making your own comics? Uh, I think I was about uh, fifteen, maybe fourteen. I uh, started in high school with friends. We we were drawing comics. And and then I tried to I tried to go on with drawing comics, but uh, I took the wrong turn. I went to an art school, but uh, fine art, fine art school, and um, they were they weren't actually in comics. They hated that. So um, when you were in that school, you had to to make art or nothing. So I uh, I changed during my studies, and I went to another school. In the east of France, in Strasbourg, uh, decorative art school, and it was uh, one of the few uh, art school in France that proposed um, uh, a teaching in illustration and comics books and comics. And uh, so um, then I started again drawing comics. I was about uh, twenty, mm. and uh, I started to work. In comic books before I uh, before I finished to study, I was like 24 and I um, I won a contest a comic contest in uh, in Switzerland and uh, I was asked to participate to uh, a small uh, magazine a comic magazine called Cho in France. It's it was um, a comic magazine made around uh, a very famous character in France. A comic character called uh, Titeuf. I don't know if you heard about that. that. It's the stories of a small boy with um, yellow hair. I think I may have seen. I, I. It's very, very, very familiar. Yeah, it's very famous in uh, in uh, whole Europe. He, he sold ma millions of albums. So uh, everybody knows this character here. Uh, the um, cartoonist name is Zep. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, and uh, this guy tried to um, tried to make a new magazine, and he decided to hire only young uh, cartoonists who would uh, have never published anything. And uh, he asked us to start in his new magazine because he wanted to to see new things, to 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 discover new new authors. In fact. So I started working, and then I had, I had my my dipl diploma. My mm. how do you say that? Yeah, Is diploma. Diploma. Okay. So I had a nice diploma, and then uh, I went on and I started draw. I started to draw my album, drawing my albums. So you you've all it's you've always done comics. That's that like you've never had to do other jobs. You got into comics very quickly. Yeah, during my studies actually. I I was very lucky uh, about that, but uh, I didn't have to to look for the job. I I kind of find it uh, without looking in, looking for uh, it was just a, a huge strike of luck luck. 
Mm-hmm. When you were in school in Strasbourg, um, learning how to make comics, did you have any uh, cartoonists or comic artists that were teachers? Uh, yeah, actually, we had, we had um, one the, the school wasn't really about comics, you know. There mm -hmm. is a most famous um, school in Angoulême, uh, which really, uh, really do comics. But uh, in uh, Strasbourg, it was more a child illustration school, so um, most of the teachers were, were um, illustrators and not really cartoonists. We had, um, we had, however, one teacher who was a a professional cartoonist. His name was uh, Joseph Behe, and he he made a, he made he worked in comics for I don't know twenty years now, and he made a lot of albums. But I don't know if they are, if they are very famous uh, in the U.S. <laughs> Unfortunately, not enough uh, French cartoonists are famous over here. Seems yeah, just... actually, actually, I'm sure you know one of my friends who was in the same uh, in the same class with me. His, his name is uh, Pascal Campion, and he became a, he became a very famous uh, anima animator artist in the U.S. He was actually American. Oh, okay. I don't know the name, but I'm not. I don't know a lot of uh, animation. Um, I, I can only recommend you uh, if you have the occasion <laughs> to read. Uh, I think it's a sunny side. It's an art. In, it's an art book by uh, by Pascal Campion, and it's very very nice. Okay, I'll write him down. Um, so you started doing um, really work for children with that first um, comics coming out as a student. Um, actually, it was it was more uh, I I drew comics for children, yeah. Um, but at the beginning, it was not really uh, making albums. It was just uh, participating to the to the magazine. So I had to draw, um, you know, games and uh, and uh, to make illustration for article articles and things like that. Are you more natural to doing work for children, or do you have a preferred audience that you kind of want to create for? Well, I didn't really have a, I, I didn't really had to 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 make a big effort, you know, to 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 make a comics for children. I'm, I never really uh, hold back and or anything. I, I just drew comics and it was fine for children sometimes they they would ask me to remove uh, some uh, uh, harsh language but basically it was okay anything i was drawing was quite okay for any od audience uh, so I, I i never asked myself the question uh, for a long time and then i started to draw things that were m that were more um, for uh, older, uh, an older audience, an older audience. Mm -hmm. um, was that kind of a natural change, or was it you you wanted to make work, different type of work? Uh, it was more uh, natural change. Uh, actually, I never stopped uh, drawing in in uh, sketchbooks. You know, I was 
I, it was like I had uh, I had uh, two different way to draw comics. I had my professional way to draw comics. I drew comics for children in the magazine, and then in class and with my friends, I will draw in sketchbooks, draw uh, more uh, adult comics, and for myself to just to tell about my life, to tell about uh, festival I was attending to, and uh, or just uh, thoughts in my head. And um, this these comics stayed for a long time in my sketchbooks, and uh, eventually, a few a few years later, when I heard about the blogs, it was it, it was at that moment I decided to use that material to put on internet. But it was like I was doing a blog long before I had internet. Um. <clears throat> Since you made this work at first for yourself, um, mm -hmm. since going public with it, have you found yourself changing what you're doing just as far as like privacy um, and kind of what you want people to be able to see? Oh yeah, of course. Um, but you you have to remind how it was. Uh, I I have to tell you how it was when we first. Uh, made blogs in France. Uh, we had um, we had the, this uh, huge movement, uh, or when everybody wanted to make a blog, and we started. It was um, about uh, 2003 to 2004. Everybody was starting a blog, but we were very few to know um, about comics blogs. We were almost I don't know 20 in France doing drawing is uh, on the internet uh, in a comic uh, making comic blogs and uh, we all knew uh, ourselves we were all friends or acquaintances so um, when I started to make the blog I had like a uh, uh, hundred visitors every day so it was like talking to friends so it was more autobi autobiographic Mm -hmm. I was talking about my day, I was talking about uh, festivals, family, things like that. But very quickly we had uh, more and more uh, visitors. The, the blog format become, became more popular and lots of people went to read everyday uh, comics blogs. And uh, so I started to, to freak out a bit because I was, it was way too personal to have so much people reading it, so uh, I tried to cut uh, the autobiographic part and be more, uh, to stay the main character, but to talk l about more general things. And is that kind of when you started um, replacing your certain friends with like, uh, I think one you did is a Disney princess? Yeah, I actually it was a uh, it was right about this time. Yeah, uh, the first year was mostly autobiographic. The second one, I talked a lot about travels, so it was more uh, travelers check um, travelers uh, sketchbook. So it wasn't really a problem to mm -hmm. to be autobiographical. But uh, um, about the third year, I started to hide a lot of things. Um, I forbid myself to talk about my personal life. I I try to use uh, different characters instead of putting my friends' faces. 
uh, and it was also for the comic effect because it was very funny to draw other characters and uh, I love I love that. I, I remember uh, getting laughs seeing uh, Domatil as a uh, as a sow was it? <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of a private joke between us because uh, we drew a blog together with uh, Domiti Collardet. Uh, a blog, a very nice and very pink blog called uh, Shiku Shiku. Uh, in, it was a forehand uh, improvisation with uh, other friends, and each of us I had a, a main character. He was, he was um, how I, how I can say that. We were each one of us was was a specific character. And uh, our characters were always arguing and uh, calling themselves so. So when I drew Domiti, I drew uh, I drew her as a so. Do do you pronounce it like that? So I don't know. The, uh, a sow, I think. A sow. Okay. Yeah, I made nothing to do with <laughs> the, the movie when you saw people. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did you find like? Were people talking to you? Like, say you go to a convention and you're signing. Um, was your personal stuff that you did have in the past people asking you about that? Or was it just yourself kind of not wanting that to happen? Uh, no, it was not really like that. Yeah, actually, uh, it was very strange because... Um, First of all, I I started to have a lot more people in festivals and convention, not because my work was very famous, because it wasn't really, but uh, mostly because uh, a blog is a is a very efficient way to communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you sign books for children, they have to know you you will be there. They have to convince their parents to take them, and uh, and. It, there are a lot of conditions to make uh, a kid go to his, from his place to a festival to have a, a book. So, on the other on the other hand, uh, when an adult sees on the blog that the that the that the author is here, he can just take his car and come. So I had more and more adults and fewer and fewer um, kids coming to my to my uh, to my signings and I started uh, talking to them and uh, actually uh, it, it was okay there was it wasn't really a problem the the personal uh, the personal side because people were drawing blogs uh, way more personal than mine and they haven't they hadn't any problem either so it was just a personal choice I didn't want to go that way but with people during the festival and all, it it was really cool. There wasn't there wasn't a, any problem at all. Did you find um, as your blog got a lot more attention, a lot more folks going to it? Did it affect the sales on your other comics, on your albums? I it, I, I don't really know. I don't think it uh, it really. It really worked that way, you know. Um, and it was it's actually difficult to see what caused what, you know, because I started to make the blog. I was doing fine with um, with uh, children's comics books, but um, 
we had um, we have we are still in a in a huge crisis you know in, uh, in comics books in france uh, we we are there are too many books uh, published every year so it's very difficult to get paid for your work and the, that stuff you you must hear that a lot on your site too but um, so it was very strange because when I started to draw children's book, um, they were published at ten thousand uh, ten thousand books, and then there was this crisis, and so it was less and less books published. So for my third or fifth album, it was like uh, six thousand instead of ten thousand. So I didn't know if. Um, if the sales, if the printing's going down, was because my book was not good enough, of it, or if it was because of the crisis, and uh, in the, in the same time, I had more and people from the blog, so I didn't know what, I I couldn't measure what was the influence of on my other books, mm -hmm. and at the same time, I did, uh, I I started to work on Dungeon, which is a very big series in France, so. Even if things was were going better, I wasn't I wasn't sure it was because of dungeon, if it was because of the blog, or if it was because my work in a children's book was going better or worse. You know, all all of this is very confused. <laughs> Why don't we talk a little bit about dungeon? Um, okay. <laughs> um, you say it's it's very big in France. Um, did you have for yourself kind of taking on a bigger project? Was it a little nerve-wracking? Sorry? Taking on a, a big project like that was uh, um, like, were you nervous? Was it hard? Uh, actually, not really, because I was um, I, I, I know uh, Lewis Trondheim for a long time, and we were we we were quite friends at this at this time, so you know I I wasn't as intimate intimidated as I should have been, <laughs> and um, and it was it was a very specific series, you know, dungeon. It, it's not really about taking uh, taking back a series. You just have to do like every other cartoonist and do you your part, but. Uh, uh, each album is drawn by a different person, so you don't. You, everything doesn't lay on you. You know, you don't have to support the whole thing. You yeah. are just one of many's. So it was okay, I guess. But but I, of course, it was a bit frightening and a bit uh, in, in intimidating. But uh, I no, it was. I was mostly glad they asked me. I was very surprised actually, because I. If they had asked to me, I would have uh, proposed uh, ten or fifteen uh, names before mine to take this series back. But they they asked me, so uh, I just say yes. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, reading it, I think you're the first the first I've noticed in Dungeon to use uh, manga action lines. Manga action lines, yeah. <laughs> It was quite a fun because um, I, I really um, I really was more at ease on the second uh, part of the story I drew, and sorry I have to to talk about first album and second album because yeah. in France there were two distinct 
distinct albums. Yeah. In the first album, I was uh, I was very uh, shy. I didn't I didn't dare anything. I was like, uh, it, it must be clean. The perspective must be perfect. Uh, the character must have the same size. I I have to watch for out for the proportion. I was very very tense, you know, and it was not very uh, for me. Um, I don't like the first one as much as I like the second one. And uh, at the end of the first one, I was doing uh, I, I was doing this scene with a with a with a fight, and uh, I I really didn't know how to draw this fight, and and uh, I thought about the the way I love to to read fi fights uh, drawn, and I thought about mangas, and I thought about. Uh, one piece naruto uh, dragon ball and things like that and i i said what the hell i'm going to to put manga lines and it will be fine and it will be fun and i drew one panel one panel with the manga lines and uh, when the album was published i i heard only about this one panel <laughs> everybody had an opinion about it people were were saying uh, uh, it's horrible. You you have messed with the whole series. What? It's a shame. And and some people were were like, uh, it's great. Uh, it's more uh, dynamic. It's fantastic this way. So even if I didn't have uh, all people saying me it was good, the, it was so many so much a reaction. I, I wanted to to have this kind of reaction. People hating this. And people loving it. Uh, I wanted, I, uh, I wanted the, my drawings in dungeon to, to not just be drawings. I want, I wanted people to hate it or to love it, but <laughs> to have a very clear uh, opinion about it. So uh, for the second album, I, uh, I, um, I went for it. I drew a lot of uh, action scenes and I drew manga lines and, uh, and uh, deformed per perspectives and things like that that's i for me um dungeon seems like the kind of book where you should have fun and you should be able to to do that kind of thing yeah you, you i think you have to have fun when you draw that you you can draw it like any uh, stories you it's a fun story it's a fun project and people uh, made by fun people you have to have a lot of fun drawing it and uh, I think it's the only way people will have fun to read it and it, it, it's yeah I mean it, you see car uh, creators who don't necessarily do that kind of fun work mm. um, like uh, Blanchette or uh, Keeloffer um, yeah and doing guys like that do very dark serious work um, doing silly fun in dungeons so Mm. Yeah, I, uh, but actually, I was more the zenith part. The zenith part is the fun part. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I, so I think I had to 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 draw that way. But uh, actually, my favorites are the are the more the darkest ones. I love the the beginning of the series by Blanc, or uh, or the the Kilofer album is. I I think it's fantastic. Fantastic. I would have I would have loved to draw a, a serious dungeon album, but uh, I was fine with the funny one. 
I think it was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, tell me about the collaborative process, like working with uh, Lewis and, and Joan um, on this. Do they kind of just give you a script, or how does that work? Uh, it was... Um... Uh, Lewis uh, asked me about that uh, at the beginning. He asked me, uh, "Do you want just a script, or do you want uh, some doodles to to see to see what we had in mind?" So I asked for the doodles because I wanted to actually see what they had in mind. And um, when when it was draw, drawn by um, by Lewis, it was too easy because he drew everything he drew uh, the angle of the point of view you know the perspectives he drew uh, the precise spot where you had to put every character so it was kind of hard to do anything else you know when you see uh, the, 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 um, the, the page drawn, drawn by Lewis you, you have to say uh, yeah, it's fine like that. I'm I'm <laughs> going to do that, but it's quite boring, you know. And um, for the for the drawer, it's it's kind of boring because you you don't have to to uh, to get uh, invested in it. You you just have to re to do again the same thing. And when it was by John, it was uh, very frightening because he was like. Scribbling all over the paper, doing with a uh, hundred uh, panels in one page, and uh, there was annotations and uh, and bubbles with um, with uh, fifty lines of text, and it was uh, impossible to draw. I would have to draw uh, in a poster size, you know, and uh, so it was quite fun because I just um, took what I had uh, this this uh, thing <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with uh, Lewis drawings and uh, Joanne's uh, mess <laughs> and I tried to stick to it but uh, to adapt it uh, to adapt it with my uh, with my touch so I was reading a page very very long time and I, w uh, I will I would put it away and draw it again without looking you know just to have it in mind, but not looking at it. When you draw, how many pages do you get done, say, in a week, in a day? Oh, uh, I don't know, because um, it really depends on what I'm working on. Um, on Dungeon, I had a, a very traditional way of drawing. You know, I was waking up the morning, drawing uh, the sketch. Uh, at the beginning of the afternoon, I would uh, ink that, and uh, at the end of the day, I would uh, I would uh, put color on the computer, and I would draw one page a day, uh, like uh, five or six a week, uh, if I was late, seven. <laughs> and uh, but. If you if you see uh, the blog, it's a uh, total um, improvisation. I don't sketch. I don't uh, try to make it look better. I just draw, and uh, when it's done, I scan it, and I can draw five or six pages a day. But uh, it's not it's not the same way to draw. It's more uh, 
for me, the blog is more like writing, you know, without reading it again. Yeah. Do yeah. you don't do much touch up of the the blog images? Uh, about nothing actually. I just uh, I just draw in sketchbooks and then I scan and uh, sometimes I put some touch and off colors like the orange in the hair, but I'm mainly I just scan uh, the pages. Now you posted some early pages at some point on your blog, some early art you had done. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, looking at that, if Trondheim was one of your kind of earlier influences. Um, looking at. Oh that. yeah, of course. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was in the fine art school, I discovered the work of uh, Lewis, and uh, yeah, it was very, uh, it was uh, clearly a big influence at this time. He seems to have this kind of, I don't know, this overarching influence of of what we see over here, um, like a powerful influence, I guess, in French work right now. Uh, I didn't hear that. I think like uh, he seems to have very strong influence his art and his comics. Yeah. On a lot of cartoonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was someone uh, very important in uh, in the comic book uh, world in France uh, from the nineteen to now. Still, he is still very important in this world. Because a lot of people um, see him as a reference, and uh, some other people are in. A, how can you put that? Uh, they are reject rejecting uh, this period, saying uh, enough with Trondheim, and we have to do something else. But even if you deny, if, if you deny it, if you don't want Trondheim anymore, you you still base your uh, your judgment uh, on him. And quite funny is. Uh, like Johannes Far, there are people you you love or hate, but they are, they are important. Mm -hmm. It's kind of uh, we have many folks like that here. Mm. Um, Alan Moore is kind of like that right now for a lot yeah. of people. I read about that. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the blog. Um, I feel like when I say blog, it kind of doesn't really kind of state the amount of work that you've done <laughs> <laughs> yeah we didn't have uh, an equivalent for the world uh, for the world uh, webcomic mm -hmm. uh, we just say um, blog BD or uh, or we say uh, webcomic we use the American word sometimes but uh, when you use webcomics it sounds um, um, a bit snob you know like oh I don't do a blog I do a webcomic it's in France, I mean. Yeah. So, uh, so we still use the word blog BD. But there's so much on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you're slowly translating them, and so you started translating in about 2010. Was mm, yeah, I think it's that. And so you've got, I think you're up to 2008 translated, right? From 2004 uh, to 2008. I don't know. I can check that just now because I am in front of my computer to talk to you. Uh, I think I'm. Uh, I just started the, the fifth year uh, of translation. I mean, uh, because 
I started from the beginning and I'm now about uh, just let me see the main cover <laughs> uh, oh damn I, I opened Photoshop it's a mess <laughs> there are windows everywhere <laughs> uh, no. I am about uh, July 2008 now okay okay I'm closing Photoshop now okay <laughs> Do you pick, like, are there times where you'll take more recent work? Like, say you do a strip this week, and you really like it, and you'll translate that and post it in English? Uh, I did it for for a moment. Uh, I, I, I was intending to work that way, actually. I was, I was, I was thinking I would translate the pages, and when I, when I would draw a new page in the French blog, I would, uh, would translate it immediately. But um, actually, I was I, I feared it, it, would, it would very soon get messy when you were looking for something precisely. You know, you will have to check on the archives. And uh, I, I thought it was more uh, pertinent and uh, more, um, more intelligent to keep it in, on the right order. But... Um, but uh, the translation are actually going very fast because I was drawing like uh, two or three pages a, a week for a time at at my best. Um, at my best, I mean. So uh, if I translate one one page a day, um, I'm going to catch up very soon. So it wasn't. Uh, I I think the new pages can wait like uh, a few months. Not the. 24-hour comic you did that was posted earlier this year. Um, uh, the darkness, you mean? Yeah. Was that that is that so? That's an older work, or is it a recent work? A darkness was uh, the very last one. It was uh, this year in okay. February, in January. Um, but you do 24-hour comics pretty much every year. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but I I love that. Yeah, uh, because it's it's the way I it's the way I like to work. You know, it's improvisation, and um, the twenty four hour comics we we do that uh, in uh, Angoulême during the festival. So it's it's like uh, all I like in comics. You have the improvisation part where you don't prepare anything. You just come with blank papers. And uh, you have the the friendly touch because you are with a lot of friends in the same house. Every everyone is working and uh, sharing ideas, and people are, uh, are all stressed. You know there is a lot of energy, and uh, some are panicking, some are, some are just doing five pages and uh, and then going to sleep. And it's very fun. It's you know it's like. A, the, um, it's like the atmosphere of a classroom, and I love that. And uh, and after that, you sleep uh, twelve hours, and you go to the festival, and it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I go to a lot of festivals, and I, I mean, I went to a lot of festivals these last years, and I try to I try to to slow down a bit because uh, about. Uh, uh, after a large amount of festivals like that, everything, every festival starts to look 
like any other festival. And um, Angoulême is a very long one when you where you meet a lot of talented people and you 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 see hundreds of books and you you feel really insignificant in the world of comic books you know mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's marvelous because you discover amazing things but it's like a, a huge tra- strike to your ego too because you see a lot of amazing things so uh, the 24 hours comics it's a way to 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 have something to make to to make uh, concrete work while you're here, and it's nice because you you wake up a day and you have nothing, and you wake up the next day, or the two day after that, I mean, and you have 24 pages. So it's like uh, I've done a lot of work in a very small amount of time, and it's uh, it's very good for 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 your moral, you know. <laughs> it sounds like you you kind of like working under pressure. Uh, yeah, it's it's like the only way I can work actually. <laughs> when I when I am given, you know, nine months to to draw an album, um, I will I will I will watch TV shows for six months and do the album in three months. It's how I work. <laughs> I, I just have to be panicking and uh, fearing for my life, and <laughs> I have to be under a lot of stress. <laughs> You seem pretty um, immersed, kind of in American culture and TV. Uh, is that to kind of? I don't know. Like, what's your enjoyment in? Is it language? Is it just something that you enjoy? You can't get in French. Uh, actually, it's not really uh, the American culture. Uh, it's um, it's more uh, English and American culture. You know, it's. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know it's it's if it's about the culture uh, really. Uh, how can I put that? Um, there are a lot of um, stories from that I love. Uh, for example, I'm a lot if in man- in mangas, uh, but not for the aesthetic of it, uh, because there are a lot of uh, different aesthetics in manga. And I don't like everything, and I don't like all the over overdrawn uh, codes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I I want to I want to hit people when they show me drawings with uh, with a character with a small drop of sweat to show to show the character is stressed. <laughs> and it, I, I I find this profoundly annoying. You know, and. But I love the manga format, you know, the small books with 200 pages. So uh, it's why I read a lot of manga, because they are great stories with a lot of albums. And for the American or English culture, culture is the same. There are a lot of formats I love. I love the, um, uh, the storytelling in the TV shows. It's great. And... Uh, all the TV show you you produce in America or English people produce are are mostly great or amazing. That kind of shitty one too. But I I I, I watch a lot and uh, and I make my choice after that. But in France we don't have that. We don't have uh, stories in you know the 40 minute format and uh, with a lot of episodes and the special effects. 
uh, in France, in TV show, we clearly make shit. So <laughs> it's why uh, it's why I prefer to to look uh, the US and the UK ones. We have good stuff too. Uh, we have very short format. We have good uh, good series in France, but there are so few and. Uh, uh, when you start looking in uh, English or UK material, uh, uh, American or UK material, it's like uh, you have a thousand things to discover. I feel like um, it's funny because Quebecois would be the opposite. Like Quebecers would not be so much watching any kind of American, Canadian, British TV. Um, and be watching Quebecois stuff, but they're right there. I don't know. I don't know I what I'm saying. It's funny. I don't know. I have a lot. Of, <laughs> I have a lot of Quebecois French and uh, friends, and they they are they they watch the same series as me. Yeah. As I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't it's, know it's my that. Quebecois friends that make me listen to bad Quebecois music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um... <laughs> One of uh, the posts I read recently I really enjoyed was your zero gravity experience. Oh yeah, I enjoy that too. That was that sounds amazing. I want to kind of know more about that. Like, how did that get set up? I it was a uh, it was a uh, dumb luck again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I love about the blogs it's is that you meet so many different people. So so many interesting people, and when you start talking about science, you meet scientists. If you talk about art, you will meet artists. And uh, when when someone reads uh, about uh, his specialty on the blog, he wants to talk about it with you. So I started talk about science on my blog, and I talked a, a bit about space, about uh, genetics, about uh, biology. And I I had a lot of mail of people working in this in these fields, and uh, I have a, I just posted uh, one hour ago um, a comic on the English blog about um, scanning electron microscope because I talked about biology. So a guy working in a scanning by um, scanning electron microscope invited me to pilot one and to try to put anything I want in the microscope. So it was amazing, and uh, when I talked about space, I was invited by by uh, uh, a, a young woman working uh, for the CNES, the French equivalent of uh, NASA, and they they asked me to come and uh, do uh, a comic about uh, the launch of the space. Uh, how do you say fusée in English? Uh, rocket, the space rocket uh, Ariane. So they asked me to come and just draw if I wanted uh, the rocket going in the sky. And it was in the Paris suburbs. We were in a big room with a big screen, and we just saw everything on the screen. But but we could talk with scientists and and stuff. So uh, I talked a lot with the scientists. I talked with uh, all the crew of the people working there, and uh, we can of. Uh, went uh, along very well. It, it was very nice to meet them. There was ni there were nice people, and then then a few months later they were looking for someone to 
to do um, to do uh, an article about the the zero g flight and so they thought about me and they say they thought it it would be fun to do it uh, as a comics uh, let's ask boulet and uh, see if he wants to do that and uh, so i uh, of course i i said yes immediately and uh, they gave me a space combination and they put me in a plane and uh, Next thing I I know I'm uh, without gravity. <laughs> would you do it again? Oh, I would run to it. <laughs> <laughs> I would go in a minute. In the minute, it was amazing. It was one of the most uh, am- amazing experience uh, I had in my life. To not feel gravity a- anymore, it's fantastic. It's impossible to describe. You know you. You you never f- felt uh, like that in your life, no. and you have to. You it's well. You will try it. At some point. <laughs> I I I, pr- I would probably try it. I'd be worried about uh about puking maybe. Um... Oh, you have a shot against that. <laughs> they gave you a shot of scopolamine and you can't puke. <laughs> you can you you can also have adult diapers if you are very stressed. <laughs> Um, were you able to do any drawing in Zero Grav, or was it just impossible? Oh, I was able to do a drawing. It was a terrible one. <laughs> it was impossible to decipher. It was just a round, a not very good one, I think. And uh, so I, I gave up. But they weren't asking me to draw in uh, Zero G. I, uh, in microgravity, I asked uh, myself to do that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if it was possible, but uh, the the microgravity um, moment only lasts for twenty two seconds. So even with gravity and not on, in a plane, it's very hard to do a good drawing in twenty two seconds. So imagine when. Everything is spin- spinning around you, and uh, you don't stick to the ground anymore. It's basically a nightmare to draw. <laughs> so we may still have zero gravity or cartoonists in space. We don't know yet. I would love that. Um, I mean, it it will be an interesting experience. Can we draw in uh, microgravity? So if anybody in the NASA is listening <laughs> to this podcast, please uh, send me in the space orbital station, and I will try that for you for free. <laughs> I hope we can uh, help connect in uh, in in, <laughs> in some kind of way. Um, we're near the end of our time here. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, uh, thank you. I hope it wasn't too harsh to listen to me with my terrible accent. Oh, no. It was uh, fantastic. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, just a reminder for listeners, I've been talking to uh, Boulet. Uh, his uh, work you can find in English is um, Volume 3 of Zenith of the Dungeon series. Uh, back in style as well um, the very um, active blog uh, english.boulecore uh, dot com that's b-o-u-l-e-t-c-o-r-p um, thank you so much Boulet thank you to you